1212. This is another episode of the Lock of Law 2 podcast. I don't know why it's called Lock of Law 2 or why I keep saying that. I do actually know. It's because I started that way and so I just keep doing it. I want there to be continuity from the beginning until the end. I'm still in the beginning stages of this podcast. Today I had to learn to adjust the audio. I had to turn up the microphone and adjust the settings. In fact, I'm going to do that now. Okay. Settings look pretty good. So I hope that on the other end, you don't have to turn up the volume so much in order to just barely hear me. And um, it is the Lock of Law 2 podcast, but it's also the IC109 or IC109. And that's another thing I wonder why I say. Again, it, I believe it's habit because that's how I started. You know, but I, I recently changed the name, or as recent as a year or so ago, and um, to the IC109 uh, podcast. And I did so because it's so much more easier, so, so much easier to, I, I think, market. I have a, a website, a YouTube page, an Instagram account, all that follow the same um, brand, IC109. And yeah, even though Lock of Law 2 is where I began, IC109 is where I'm going with this. Now, I started this podcast tonight because I was inspired by my experience at the local taco truck. And there's so many elements to 10-9 um, that occurred today and that I will you know, incorporate into this, that I hope to incorporate into this. I'm just speaking in extemporaneously. I, I haven't written anything down. I'm just thinking about what happened today and what happened uh, just now at the uh, taco truck. And, and so I am putting my thoughts together, and but I'm also putting my thoughts out there immediately. 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 Okay, so here's the thought. Poor people don't have uh, don't have the opportunity to develop. Poor people are um, pushed into experiences and pushed out of experiences. And had they, if they were given, if anyone is given the ample uh, opportunity to um, ad adjust and to develop their skill, then, you know, their level of confidence uh, will grow. And so the level of confidence, I imagine, among poor people or poorer people um, is low because of these circumstances, because people, because an opportunity or, or you know, they may see a job as an opportunity and they get in and do that job for a little while. They may benefit, but once that job is gone and, and that opportunity is taken from them, then boom, okay, they're right back where they started. But, and and it sucks when someone is uh, let off of work, laid off, and had that person just had a little bit more time or a little bit more training, they could have done a better job um, 
and maybe kept that job, you know, and had a blossoming, booming um, career. I'm talking about other people, but I'm also talking about myself. I've been in that situation where I've had jobs, had opportunities, and they evaporated. And I wonder, like, what the heck was that? You know, how did this, how did I, you know, come by this experience? And then how come it's gone? And I don't always know how, you know, what part of my agency, you know, uh, caused it or if it was outside my agency. So these are things to um, consider. But here, I was at the taco truck. Here's how I thought about this. I was there at the taco truck. And of course, on any given day, there's a different group of people. And there were some signs, some there were some typical signs that just, you know, spoke to me that said, uh, if I guess this person's station in life, I probably would be correct. There are some signs, you know. And so I guessed them. And for the most part, I wasn't incorrect. I was, I was you know, spot on with my um, assessment of what I was looking at. I'm not going to get into the details of what I was looking at. But anyhow, there I was at the taco truck. And I'm kind of on my Anthony Bourdain um, thing, my Anthony Bourdain-inspired kick. Like, yo, go anywhere and just eat. And, um, you know, don't worry. Don't worry. And I must say, the food and my experience at the taco truck was fine. Everything was um, pretty good. I, I wouldn't want to linger, wouldn't want to stick around there and wait for something to turn the experience bad. Um, so I left. Um, but it was a pretty good experience. Um, got in, got some tacos, and I got out. But, you know... Based upon the way that I was dressed and based upon the way that I look and who I am, you know, I think that the people who were there also had an idea about me. They had, you know, summed me up pretty quickly. And I wondered if I should even be there. You know, am I intruding? Am I am I am I stealing? I mean, I'm not stealing in the sense of, you know, taking their food, like, and without paying for it. But I mean, like, am I stealing this experience that is like, it's, it's, it's for a particular person, a particular culture, a particular group, and specifically a, a particular group of workers who I basically don't identify with. I'm not, I don't work alongside them. So I'm like, um, am I? Yeah, am I encroaching, encumbering upon their experience? Because they're like, yo, this is our, this is our Shangri-La. This is our, you know, time. This is our place to have it our way. Whereas everywhere else, you know, we can't have it our way because of financial positions, because of, you know, uh, perception, stereotypes, or what have you. So I'm, I was just like, I just felt like I was intruding upon them, especially because of the way that I'm dressed. And I'll just say that, you know, how I'm dressed is I'm wearing a button-down shirt and some khakis. And it's kind of like some business casual gear versus the very casual uh, manner that the other uh, people were wearing. And I imagine that some of them perhaps were not employed. 
based upon the way that they look. So those were the assumptions that I was making, and maybe they and maybe they were making assumptions about me based upon the way that I, you know, look. So anyhow, sort of to cut the tension and to just um, try to blend in a little bit more, I decided to speak Spanish, which I thought, hey, that's going to smooth things over, I guess, or at least make them, you know, less guarded around me. Not that they were, but just, you know, I just want to fit in. So I, you know, this is a taco truck I'm describing, so I use my Spanish. And I go to taco trucks. I put myself in places, you know, where I guess otherwise I wouldn't belong. But then again, the idea of belonging, I just, it just doesn't even really compute. I don't, there isn't a place that I actually belong, you know. I, I realize that. Just go wherever. Well, anyhow, um, so what I did is, um, yeah, I spoke a little Spanish. And the one thing about it is every time I speak Spanish, every time I speak Spanish, there's a reluctance on the part of the Spanish speaker I'm speaking with to speak to me in Spanish. So it's kind of like I put them in a defensive position to where they're like, hey, just because I look Latino, just because I look Chicano, just because I look Mexican, Guatemalan, Puerto Rican, just because I look this way doesn't mean that I speak this language, doesn't mean that I want to speak this language with you, doesn't mean, you know, I can. You know, it's kind of like it puts them on the defensive. Um, I don't know this for certain, but I, I just imagine you know, we're supposed to sometimes put ourselves in other people's positions. So I'm wondering, hey, you have, you know, someone who, quote unquote, isn't in your community and he's speaking to you in your language. Like, how do you receive that? Well, if you want to communicate, if you prefer to communicate in your language and you see speaking in your language as the best, perhaps the best option, then... Maybe you will go ahead and um, speak, you know, in your language. But if you don't think that way, if you don't think that your language is the language that you should practice or, or perhaps even share with someone who isn't in your culture, then do you, do you then continue to speak with them in your in your language or do you switch it up and, and say look man i'm not playing this game with you i'm not your i'm not your your spanish speaker your spanish teacher i'm not doing this with you um we're just i i can see that you are an english speaker i can see that you know from your style of dress and from your and from yeah whatever i can see that that you are not um, like me, and I'm not going to entertain your, your, your desire, your request to speak my language because I'm, I'm just not feeling it, sort of a thing. I say that, but I also wonder, maybe all of this sort of, you know, uncomfortableness, you know, that all of that, maybe it was just. I didn't say the proper, I didn't use the proper expression to, uh, proper greeting. I just pulled up and I was just like in a rush, hey, you know, 
traerme, um, no, no, I said, uh, traerme um, lo mismo, uh, por favor. I thought I was, you know, polite, but that was, that really isn't how I should have presented myself. I said, hola, como estas? Hey, hey, uh, buenas noches. Ah, uh, señor, uh, quiero uh, tacos uh, como, um, como lo? Mm. Sí, sí, uh, cinco tacos, uh, por favor. Uh, muchas gracias. You know, like I, I, I probably, you know, didn't approach the situation the, the way I should have. I should have just been more cool. Oh, hola, como estas? Oh, buenas, buenas noches. That would have really smoothed everything out. The problem, my problem is, I don't always have the energy to do that. And so that's why I think I'm, 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 I'm making this podcast because I just didn't have the energy. I was tired. I just wanted something to eat. <sighs> so in that sense, it, it was all my fault. So I, I, can, I can own up to that. I can see that as being the thing. Um, speaking of being tired, there's a, uh, a video. There's a teacher who is... Uh, visibly tired it's a video and they show him outside of the classroom preparing for his interaction with his students and you can he can you can see you can tell that he's mustering the energy mustering the courage to enter the classroom and to smile put on the best face for his students even though he's tired that is a uh, poignant video one that I need to you know see again because that really point that really gets to the points like hey even if you're tired even if you don't want to do this or don't want to do that remember it's necessary it's extremely necessary to do that you know and my thing I, I don't want to make any excuses but I just want to say you know my thing is you know oftentimes I don't hear I don't get the experience. Hello, welcome. Hi, how are you? I don't always get that. Some some stores um, will have someone have a greeter, but there's just some. Honestly, there's just something like disingenuous about that. It's just like, ugh, like uh, these people are always. They're trying. They they're just trying too hard. It's there's nothing natural. Now I know that when I was in Korea. The Koreans would hit you with "oso seo," which would be a welcome, welcome into the store. "Oso seo," or the "annyeonghaseyo," "annyeonghaseyo," "annyeong," "annyeonghaseyo," "annyeonghasimnika," "annyeong," you know, all of this type of stuff, you know. And then the Muslims in the Muslim um, countries, "Assalamu alaikum." Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. As-salamu alaikum. Ah, Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. All of this. and It's like, it's embedded in the culture. You've got you to say these things when you're greeted by someone, when you're, you're meeting someone. And I guess at some point we get run down in America. And we're not so sharp when we see each other. We say, to speak to each other and say, hey. Good morning, you know. We're more more aware of how a person is dressed. Yeah. 
we're more aware of these things. So I don't know. If any of this stuff makes any sense, I don't know, then thank you. Thanks for listening. I will say, I did see uh, 10 9 today. I was driving around Redondo Beach. And um, recently, I've been putting together uh, a video in which I've incorporated uh, video footage of uh, the number 109 um, that I've come across throughout Los Angeles. There's plenty of places, plenty of locations, hundreds, thousands. Dare I say hundreds of thousands of locations throughout Los Angeles. And so I found in Redondo Beach today, well, okay, let me make sure I finish what I was saying. I'm making a video. I'm taking these photos from all of these different locations. I'm putting them together, sort of like a, a collage, maybe a, um, uh, what is it? A, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, man. There's a particular term. I remember learning it. It's, a, it's not a menage a trois. It's a, jeez, uh, it's a menagerie. Is it a menagerie? There's some term that is used um, when pictures are blended across each other in a motif. So, no, it's not a motif. It's not a menagerie. It's not a, a menage a trois. Uh, mosaic. It's not a, not a mosaic. The term escapes me right now. Um, but these images flash in front of the, um, the viewer when you're watching uh, a movie or something. And I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing that, showing you here. 109 is here. 109 is there. Or 10-9, etc., etc., etc. And so what I'm thinking about doing is going back to Redondo Beach because there's a bus. There's a bus line 109. And I that uh, our paths crossed today. I was at the stoplight and just waiting and I looked up and here comes the bus making a left turn and I could clearly see 109 just you know sort of you know fly across you know my visage and like hey there it is like wow there I am seeing it again clearly on the side of that bus 109 10-9 so there it was there was 10-9 there today and then I thought about it and I said to myself you know in these moments these are special moments. You have to sort of make a wish. You have to be mindful in this moment. You can't be so uh, consumed with uh, what's going on around you, what someone said, and na 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 na. And and you can't be stressed. You really have to let the experience wash over you. You have to be calm, and you just have to say, "I'm I'm in good hands. God is with me, and those are my numbers. So my angels are with me. You know." And that's sort of that's that is ascribing meaning to those numbers. Those numbers, those numbers are a sign, right? And so I saw that and I said, all right, you know, relax. That I wasn't particularly um, stressed in that moment. I was just, you know, sitting there waiting for the light. I was kind of bored actually. Um, but it was a moment of mindfulness that told me, hey, you know, just be grateful. And I said, all right, cool. Got my numbers. I'm good. Let's go. And I also had a thought to myself, like, well, those are my numbers, so that means it's going to be a good day. So I'm like, all right, just relax. Go. So I saw a 10-9 on the side of a bus. That was one experience. But then later on in the day, I had another experience. I'm with some friends. I'll say that. And they asked me about 
you know, what I had been up to. They were riding with me in, in my car and they asked me what I had been up to. And I told them I, I had been promoting 10-9. I've been putting um, together videos on YouTube. I've been uh, creating this podcast. I've been um, commissioning artists to, you know, create uh, likenesses or drawings in order to help me promote, you know, uh, I see 10-9. And um, so there's been a lot of work that I've been doing. And I told them the story about 10-9, what, what it means. I'm not going to go into it right now. But I told them, you know, bits and pieces. And they, they were like, cool. And so while we were driving, you know, we stopped at the 109th Street or 109th Avenue or whatever the name of the street is. It's 109th. And I, I mentioned to them, I said, well, here we are. I said, I didn't plan this. And this is just one of those uh, moments where, you know, uh, we're encountering uh, 10-9. And, you know, one of my friends was like, well, you know, initially I, I didn't believe you. You know, when you when you told me your 10-9 story, I was very skeptical. But here I am experiencing it with you. And I'm like, yes. So I'm, I'm very happy that you could experience this with me. And, you know, so on and so forth. So, yeah, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just, you know, experiencing these uh, moments in a, in a vacuum, as it were. Um, yeah, these experiences are happening. You, you ride with me. You, if you roll with me. There's an encounter. There may be an encounter with 10-9 uh, <laughs> coming. And um, my friend um, certainly said that 10-9 uh, is definitely on my mind. It does take a heightened place in my psyche. It's not something that I just brush off and forget about. Um, and I told her, you know, I don't know if I'm imagining this stuff or if it's, you know, what. She said, no, like, it's real. But yeah, it's taken it's taken its place, you know, in your mind. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's that's true. I'm certainly aware, certainly aware of it. But um, but yeah, these things do happen, and this is a real these are real occurrences. So, to end this, I will say that um, confidence is very important, you know. And confidence, you know, they always talk about, you know, if you want to get the girl that you want, you got to have, you got to be confident. And really, you know, the confidence comes from, you know, practice. It comes from skill. It comes from um, growth. You know, one doesn't just, isn't just confident, you know, uh, off the bat. No. And for someone who doesn't want confidence doesn't want to see confidence then they will you know hinder and uh, hurt and diminish one's efforts to become confident if it's not in their interest no, stop that we're gonna do whatever we can to stop that yeah uh, what does that make you think of I know it makes me think of J. Edgar Hoover but anyhow those are my thoughts if this, if anything that I've said means anything has uh, resonated with you, then please uh, drop a comment, drop a like, drop a subscription. I don't know. Do do what you do, but just uh, keep coming back to visit me. I'm Larry Wiggs. 
And this is the Lock of Law 2 podcast where I talk about how I see 10-9. Peace.